This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on this beautiful spring morning to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. This is episode 27. I'm Christian Piles, your host, joined by my mainest man, Willie Sailor, Willie Smalls, Smalls Dog. And uh, Willie, I don't know about the weather in Texas, but spring is coming. Spring is in the air. I smell the budding flowers. Uh, The grass is getting greener. It's a beautiful time. I love four seasons and I love the beginning of spring. And uh, so it just it just puts me in a great mood. I don't know about you, Willie. Yeah, it's beautiful in Texas. Actually, this morning I let my dog out. My dog's still on the loose, by the way. Uh, Barry is running around Austin. I don't know what he's doing. Hood but rat, I had to come thanks. in. I had to come in and do a radio show, but I let him out and I got bit up by mosquitoes. It's like it's like that kind of weather down here already. Y'all have bugs in, in Austin? I always, I always associate a, mosquitoes with, like, a, a moist climate. Come on, man. I don't know. Is that is that false? There's mosquitoes everywhere. Okay. I mean, they're not that bad here. Um, I didn't know those, they were bad in Texas. I'm sorry. But oh, I, get, I get lit up. Do you have malaria? You don't have malaria. Yes. Oh, crap. Here, it's been going around. Well, that's too bad. But, hey, we got some stuff to get to. Um, enough about the weather. Um... Let's start, we started the show last time we list. Let's just get another little quick note in here about Doyle Trout, obviously. If you missed our show or if you haven't heard Doyle Trout, Hammer High School wrestler in a very serious car accident. Um, he lost one of his legs and amputated in this after the car wreck. Uh, so He was ranked 7th in the country, by the way. Mm, ranked 7th, wrestles everywhere, just wrestled at Flow Nationals where he placed. He places everywhere. Had this bad accident. And um, just a quick update there. Um, because he has a apparently a full ride, had a full ride to Wyoming, and, and it appears they're going to honor that regardless, even though, it, you know, you got to figure his wrestling career is over. Um, but who knows with, with that. But um, but it sounds like Wyoming's going to honor that, which is obviously a class move from— Class move by branch and staff. Yep. And, and uh, I, I think— uh, you know, I think that's the right call, and it, it may, may, maybe it takes a little hit, but I think it, it says more about your program and the people around your program when you when you do a guy like Doyle a solid, uh, given the the nature of uh, of this accident. So that we just wanted to um, give another. Uh, and I gotta say that I mean that can't be. I, I guess, but Mark Branch made that decision pretty quickly. You know. Um, for from for me, I don't. I mean, that's a tough decision. That's a full scholarship. Well, we we don't we don't know the we do not know the full details of of the package. I mean, I, my understanding is Doyle's an excellent student. Excellent so student. He's he going to be getting I, a lot I of these guys know. get a lot of academic money. I mean, I kind of know what the package is. Okay. Uh, but and right, it's not a full athletic scholarship, but uh, because he gets a- academic money for being such a good student, but. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is it's no small, it's no small um, gesture, it's it's a big deal, and so uh, Mark Branch, tip of the cap to you, all class. Um, okay, so that's that uh, about Doyle. Do do we want to jump right back in? Do you want to test these waters uh, of, of the rumor mill uh, well, once more, Willie Sailor? Well, I you know I think uh, it could use some clarification. Um, you know, last show we ended, we ended this end of the show. I guess I don't know, maybe ten minutes to go in the show, and we talked about a rumor that I heard uh, about Tony Ramos. It turns out it wasn't true. Um, and and that being said, you know, so if you say a rumor on the air or in print, um, there's and it turns out to not be true. There's an air of um, well, that that was irresponsible to say that something say an untrue rumor. But I mean, to me, it was conversational, right? I mean, it was a juicy nugget that I thought would 
possibly be an interesting scenario. Um, and so <laughs> I have lots of juicy nuggets that uh, I can or cannot put out there for public consumption. Um, some some people thought it was irresponsible, so maybe I maybe I keep those um, things to myself from now on. Yeah, you normally keep me out of the loop on those too. I I, don't, I only get to hear what the what the public gets to hear. So yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I, where where do rumors fall in, in this place? I don't I don't I don't think there's any harm. I think you've got a. I mean you prefaced it in, in a way that's hey this is 100 percent on. Um, you know we don't know for sure, but. Um, yeah, it it didn't turn out. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I I'm on the the other side of the coin. I I I like to hear rumors. I whether that you know, if a guy comes up to me or some, I get an email. Hey, man, I heard this. Well, it, it may or may not turn out to be true, but that's interesting, right? And I thought that people on the radio, uh, listening on the radio, would also like to hear that. Um, but I don't know. Some people took offense to it. I don't know. I got a couple tweets at me. You know. <laughs> hashtag rumor boy some guy said to me <laughs> Dang. let's get that uh, let's get that trending hashtag rumor boy um, uh you know but there's a lot of, there's a lot of different um especially this time of year you know espn uh when when there's a free agency for baseball anything basketball i mean they had a, anytime lebron james uh sent a text message to somebody about the weather um it was ooh. It looks like LeBron James is leaning towards Miami. You know, yeah. uh, I guess the so. different the difference would be, and you know, I got your back on this forever. But the the difference is if it's a free agent. Well, he's he's got options for you know Tony Ramos is at Iowa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's a you know there's a contract situation. A contract's up, and he's knowingly weighing like we knew LeBron was weighing his options and hadn't made a decision. Like so, it was kind of like. Understood. You know Understood. what I mean. So, so it's, yeah. a, it's a little different, but I get I get what you're saying. I got your back, and um, yeah, I, I didn't think it made sense, West Virginia, but you heard what you heard, uh, and the guy seemed pretty convinced of it. So you gotta, you know, at least think about it. But I think it makes sense for Tony to stay at Iowa for all the men- the reasons I mentioned. Before. Uh, I had no, I had, I mean, and maybe this is where the irresponsibility comes in, but I had no level of of say confidence unlike uh yeah 70 percent. i think this is going to happen or whatever i just thought it was a neat rumor and was throwing it out there yeah you know um so we threw it out there maybe we will maybe we will uh continue to do that but um anyways let's move on enough about tony well sticking with that sticking with that a little bit um i mean i think it is a cool topic to maybe uh, explore there's a lot of with these regional training centers and 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 teams having funding um there's a lot of opportunities for guys to move around different places and and it's neat to see maybe where some of the seniors that we loved watching for four or five years in college maybe where if where uh when and if they're going to move to different regional training centers uh to train and get funding i know uh, of a bunch of programs to have some stuff open up. Rutgers has some spots opened up. NC State has some spots opened up. So, um, you know, good. maybe maybe we'll see some guys that just graduated move on and take and take some of these spots. Uh, any any particular um, senior that just graduated that uh, you'd like to see move on, maybe start his coaching career or uh, move to an RTC. Yeah, I mean, there's some. I mean, one thing. I mean, obviously, you like to see someone like Logan Stieber coach, but you you can't really factor in the guys that are be, you know, training freestyle and have legit shots of making senior world teams. So you think of guys that are maybe not on that tier. Like, you know, obviously, we'd love to see David Taylor, Kyle Dake, um, coaching teams and stuff like that. But those guys are focused on their training goals. So you think of guys maybe that that don't have as much of a, a chance or not as likely to be super super focused on freestyle so one guy i thought of is is robert kokesh and Mm -hmm. i I believe he's he's going to be going back to run the family farm in a year or so so you know coaching might not be but i just think Uh, everything's sticking around i know he's sticking around a year um Mm -hmm. but then i heard you know then he's going back so maybe he's finishing up a master's or something like that and he's going to train the guy so i don't know you're you're more closely tied to 
Nebraska than I, but that's just what um, I think I heard in an interview. But uh, well, just you know, everything I, you hear about Kokesh, it's like he's just the definition of salt of the earth. I mean, you. I mean, I watched him every year of his career, and the the progression he made was was tremendous. And I just think he's got such a uh, he's got that blue collar work ethic that uh, I think c- can can really take you far. I think he's a great partner for a lot of guys, and I think he wrestled the right way. So uh, I, I think he would be a tremendous coach and a tremendous leader example and someone at a young age that's going to come in and, and demand respect from, from guys yeah. that aren't that much younger than him. Yeah, definitely a class act exemplified on the on the field and uh, on the mat and in the classroom. Um, I'd like to see him go on to coach. I don't know if that's in the cards for him. I know when uh, the season ended and even before the season ended, some coaches, some college coaches uh, contacted me and said, you know, we have these vacancies, and, and I put out some feelers. I talked to people from different programs, and, and Snyder said that Kokish and Green were going to stick around. So Yeah, Green's um, another one. I mean, I love, I love both those guys. James Green, one of my all-time favorite guys to watch. Just love Now, him. one guy. But he needs, to train, you, he needs to be training freestyle. And you mm-hmm. know what he needs to do? He needs to go down and hear me giving James Green life advice here. But after this cycle, he needs to go down to 65. And uh, make a shot, make a run at the Olympics. I'm not saying he'd make the team, but tell me that dude's not oh, yeah. a factor at 65. He needs to go down there. You can do it, he, James. He's always been small. He's always been small, in my I, opinion. I think he can make 45, no problem. I don't know, no problem. But I, you know, you don't know how he wrestles when he when he cuts a lot of weight. I, I have no idea. Well, you you don't. But I mean, the other alternative is to go to 63, and that's not 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 good. Not, not the spot for him. But, yeah, um, so I guess there's – when the seniors graduate, there's a couple tiers of guys, right? There's, like – there's guys that have serious uh, international aspirations. Um, uh, there's guys that would make good RTC guys. Uh, there's guys that, um, frankly, don't want to go the international route, and they, they just want to coach. And, and one guy um, – one guy I'd like to see coach uh, – whether no matter what program it would be or 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 what level is is Mitchell Port. Yeah, I, 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 I had him jotted down too. I think he'd make an excellent coach. I I completely agree. Kind of similar similar reasons as I like Kokesh, just a um, you know, blue collar, hard worker, really good class, wrestler, uh, class classy guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, a guy you can kind of look to. This is how you do it. Um, I'd like to see Port and I like you know, he could kind of go with a variety of, of weight ranges, too. You know, I think mm-hmm. he, he could wrestle with 57s, no problem. So I, I think he brings I think he brings a ton to the table. I think uh, I think he'd be excellent. There's a, there's a number of guys um, that I think could do a, a great job coaching. Um, you wonder about someone like, you know, what's Dylan Ness going to do? You know, I wonder. Yeah, uh, you have down here the Dardanes, too. I mean, yeah. you'd have to think uh, the Dardanes at any level, whether it be high school or a or a high school club, or 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 RTC or college, um, that they would be great assets to some some program in some way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they do well. Just watching them and what I know about them, I think they do a good job. Just guys that kind of in, in, embrace the lifestyle of of wrestling. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of dudes dudes out there. I'd like to see you know personally. I think Devin Carter be a really good coach but he's he's gonna get his yeah doc- like, he's gonna get his like doctor real some for real yeah he's like academic he's like crazy smart crazy smart kid. yeah yeah so um but he's still so be yeah around. tell us tell us underneath when you listen to the show or tweet at us what uh graduating seniors you'd like to see coaching or what would you know guys that we didn't say that would make make good coaches you know one more i, I have no idea what this this guy's plan is but you know, there's a lack of um, heavyweight bodies. If you can get Mike McMullen in your room, I mean, that's that's only going to help your your upper weights. And he could probably go with some 97s too. And mm-hmm. I, I think he'd be, I think he'd oh, be yeah. a tremendous he'd partner. Be awesome. He's he's another one though that is a brainiac. I think yeah. he got he's like going to make going to make actual money. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well. So there's the coaches. There's some others. I'm sure we missed some guys that are going to set the coaching world on fire. Um, All right, so hey. we didn't mention. Your 
final rankings of the year came out, and I love them. Um, uh, honestly, one of the one of the most um, important rankings of the year, in my opinion, my, one of the most interesting because uh, it, uh, we discussed this before. It is the NCAA's one through eight. You're an All American, and that's awesome. And you finish third or sixth or whatever. It doesn't mean, in my opinion, that that's what you end up in in a, in a from a rankings perspective. So, it's really interesting to see your final rankings. Although I am gonna, uh, so I look through them, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who's number one style? The way um, Nick or Ryan Holmes tries to stump me and mm. and say where I messed up. And I am not going to be uh, brash enough to say that I understand all the dynamics and the season results um, to say uh, point blank you messed up. I I know there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so I will say, though, that knee-jerk reaction, that looks weird. Yeah. So 125 uh, – Zeke Moisey behind Thomas Gilman. Sure. Um, I thought you would probably mention that one, and it's one that I struggled with. Um, I, I thought it was really hard. Uh, but let's let's um, let's consider a few things. One, um, Zeke was 18th coming into NCAAs, so that's sure. and, and that was a very fair ranking uh, for Zeke, and so he jumped 14 spots, which is mm -hmm. tremendous. And that's not to so. He, he went from a tier well outside the elite, and, and he entered uh, an elite tier. Now, mm -hmm. what, what we have to consider, he came into it with, with something like 13 losses. Um, none horrible, but many, uh, you know, he lost to Petrov, and he lost to Mines twice. He lost to Clamara multiple times, Trey Andrews, uh, Bresser. Um, so he had a lot, a lot of losses. Um, a lot of losses, not all of them were great. Gilman... He beat Nathan Tomasello this year. Um, he beat Nashawn Garrett twice. He beat Joey Dance. So I think Thomas Gilman had better wins than Zeke Moisey, uh, personally. I think he had. Yeah. I think he had better. So he, if he had better wins, we know he had more better wins and certainly more consistent, more and more acceptable losses. Um, no. So so the head to head it makes it it makes it tougher. And I never I always hate it when I have. A head-to-head, -head, a recent head-to-head, -head, and the guy is just behind. But I'm sorry, he went from 18 to four. That's where he belongs. He belongs ahead of Nashon. Um, but uh, Gilman, there's not Gilman. Gilman belongs ahead of him. And I know that this is going to be the only ranking where Zeke is behind Gilman. I'm sure. I haven't looked at anyone else's rankings, but I'm sure when next season comes around, no one else is going to do this. That's fine. Don't, don't, don't do that. But I mean, are we going to? I just can't ignore five months of wrestling and let three days uh, determine everything even though obviously I give it tremendous weight the kid jumped 14 spots what was it it there was a, a high school situation the same thing um it just always looks weird when a kid jumps to a new tier first of all that that's playing a big factor into it is a kid jumping to a tier and I think we can all uh, honestly say that that Moisey jumped from one tier to another but it just always looks odd and jumps off the page at you when one guy just beat another guy but is he yet he's ranked directly below him yeah so um that's always going to cause people to say uh jump out of their chairs uh whether it's right or wrong um second thing oh you know what and and correct me if i'm wrong but i i feel like the same conversation we're kind of having with Moisey this year is almost to a T the conversation we were having about Joey Dance last year. Yeah, yeah, we were, and we were actually ironically considering him against uh, Gilman. I think I forget I forget how it was, but I well, I, that, I remember this pretty specifically. Yeah, um, because but, Joey Dance and 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 the same it's same situation, man. Because uh, these true freshmen come in. And they take lumps early. It's a learning curve. But by the end of the season, they make these great strides. Yeah. And, and so, so, so you I guess what I said to you last year, what I said to you last year about Joey Dance is um, 
to all true freshmen, um, maybe when taking body of work into consideration, uh, you go, you you get a little bit more lenient on early season losses for true freshmen. Yeah, because there's that learning curve there. Yeah, sure. I, I th- and I think I I think I did. I mean, when you bring a guy from 18 to four, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, no, I'm over absolutely. I'm overlooking a lot, honestly. Um, in in my mind, I mean, week 17, Zeke lost to Mines, uh, which is the next. That was the last week before conferences. So he lost to Corey Mines the week before conferences. Lost to Clamara at conferences, and um, you know, he goes on yeah. fire. And much like Joey Dance, um. Zeke didn't even do that great. I mean, he I mean he wrestled in the Big Twelve. He wrestled one two matches, but uh, you know, Dance was third in his conference and placed like fourth in the country. So it's like you know, this true freshman. I, I get what you're saying, and I think that's what I did with Joey, and I think that's what I'm doing with Zeke. I'm absolutely overlooking uh, a lot of their early struggles. So I, I feel like I am doing that. Maybe not to the degree some people would have me do, but um, that's that's how I that's where I feel. Zeke belongs, and no, he'll have all next job. year to, to prove me wrong. I think you did a good job with that. Uh, another one at 25, uh, UT. UT, to me, seems a little high, but he did end his season uh, yeah. really strong. Um, you could be right. Um, that was a tough one, UT Clamara. Um, and the thing – the. So UC beats Clamara at, at NCAs, and that's not obviously the only thing. He beat Joey Dance as well. Really nice wins. Um, but, but what to make of Clamara when he beat Zeke Moisey three times this year? Maybe maybe he does belong ahead of Clamara. I, again, again, the, all the dynamics of it, I, I, I trust your judgment. I trust your um, due diligence and going through bodies of work and going through head-to-heads. And, and but you're honestly, uh, like that. but Willie, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, knee jerk reaction when you see the number and the name. Yeah, and and honestly, you're, I mean, you found two, two, you know, there's some that are easy and some that you really sit and you look at for ten minutes and and talk it out, and the, you found two at 125 that I I really had to sit and think and think and think. So okay, um, now how about this your instincts one? are good. How about this one, Beckman behind Earl Hall? Yeah, that one. Um, yet again, uh, another one. But let's people want to gloss over. Um, uh, consider Mason's last two tournaments. He lost to Kevin Devoy at conferences, and he lost to Jade Rouser in, in round one. People are like forgetting. I mean that those factor in. Like you lose to an unranked Rouser, and you lose to Devoy, who's you know a fifteen-ish guy. Um, those are those aren't good losses, and they were late. So. Um, yes, he had a nice tournament. He beat Hall head-to-head. Again, we have a head-to-head and a guy, the winner's behind. But let, let's not forget that Earl Hall is the only guy this year to beat Cody Brewer. Um, he also beat Jimmy Goulibon. And while, yes, Mason Beckman beat Jimmy, he lost to him twice. So uh, Hall's wins over one and five, uh, I believe Trump, his wins over Mason's wins over five, six, and seven. And uh, I think Mason had a couple more hairy losses, though Hall did have the loss to Gaska. We don't know what that really means. What does a loss to Gaska mean? He wrestled for a couple weeks at 33 and looked great and then went up to 41 and disappeared off the face of the earth. Poor kid goes to Michigan State. He could probably actually do really well if he found the right program. But um, So we don't know what it means to lose to Javier Gaska for, for Earl Hall's sake. So I think he belongs ahead. Again, it, it's something where, where it's close. But, man, Earl Hall was pretty freaking consistent this year. Uh, he beat Goulbaum, mm-hmm. Bruno, DiCamillo at the the scuffle. Um, yeah. And uh, Beckman lost to Bruno. Beckman lost to Jeff Alexander this year. Um, so I think I think, I think think Hall had, had the better year. No one else in the country is going to have Hall ahead of Beckman. But I think you look at body of work and – and I think he belongs ahead, but it's another very fair point. Okay. Um, 141, again, don't know all the dynamics. It's just really odd to see Nick Dardanes at nine. For which way? Is that too low or too high? It seems too low. I mean, Oh, you think he should uh, be higher than ninth? I, I, no. Again, I'm not saying he should be higher to nine. I'm but just that's saying, your gut. I'm just saying Nick, mm, Nick Dardanes at nine, huh? 
I mean, yeah. I'm just so used to seeing him in that top six range. Right. Well, he's he's lost to Jeva twice now, um, mm-hmm. and we have Jeva at eighth. Uh, he lost to Makati, who's sixth. You know, his wins this year are good, um, but but nothing that'll blow your hair back. He beat Abaddon, nice win. He beat Jeva, but he lost to him twice. Um, and he beat Ashnault. So those those are his big wins. Ashnault, yeah. Jeva, who he lost to twice, and um, Abaddon. And he's ahead of Abaddon and Ashnault. So mm-hmm. uh, t- to me, it's it's fair. It feels like man, maybe he could be higher, but I think that's that's right where he belongs. I actually got some heat about Ashnault, but I don't even I feel nothing on that. I mean, that's he he uh, <laughs> that's his ranking is one hundred percent warranted. Yeah, he, and, he beat no, I think and I Cruz. think that's I think that's ballpark where he should be. Um, now I, I'll say this: the back half. Uh, the the back half of the rankings, I didn't see anything that was even remotely interesting or controversial or um, out on a limb or apparently incongruous. Um, so mm. there's only one more that I looked at that I thought, uh, that's weird, um, and that's 157 with Cody Pack. He seems absurdly high. Really? Um well, I, I've said this much about 157. It's it's uh, there's some flawed guys at this weight. Okay, there's not not a so being top ten at this weight isn't like being top ten at. Uh, I mean, Mason Beckman is our eighth guy at 133, and Cody Pack is our. I mean, that just shows that not all weights yeah. are the same. So you can't just look at the digit. Um, Pack. All right, so let's let's start with Pack was a, a deserving number seven at um to to begin. You know, coming into NCAAs, and he had a pretty high seed, as I recall. Although, it yeah, was, it was what is lo- his wins this year? His wins this year, uh, he beat Demas at NCAAs, who I have ninth. Um, and really, kind of the story for him is he didn't lose any bad matches. He just kept winning. He beat Kalika. He beat Walsh, um, for what that's worth. And uh, you know, his only losses of note were, you know, he lost to Imar, but that doesn't even factor in. And uh, he lost to Mascola, who is fine. Not not a that's not a good loss for Cody Pack. Who but is Walsh? Chad. Walsh. Oh oh, oh yeah. Ryder kid. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's not he, he doesn't have great wins, but um, you know, he he was super solid. He didn't have a lot of bad losses. Like, uh, you know, maybe Demas could go ahead of him, but Demas really didn't do a lot for himself to really separate himself from. Uh, the competition so i feel like i mean you know you look at the guys behind him because that's what you do if you think a guy's high well who's behind him josh demas who he beat and was yeah. inconsistent doug welch who lost to emmanuel kerr brown at ncaa's and mitch minotti who lost to you know greg flournoy and his only <laughs> on the radar win at ncaa's was over colica who by the way pack beat so um for that yeah. one i feel yeah. i feel pretty good about that one actually okay uh, so that's all I have for you, uh, as far as oh man, you took it easy on me. Stump, I mean, I didn't take it easy on you. I mean, you probably did a, you did a good job, but enough of that dorkdom. Uh, we get really yeah, geeky with rankings, don't we? Do you guys like talking, hearing ranking stuff? That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I love to dig into it, and I love to hear the rationales why people are where they are. Um, but it is very—it's uh, a very esoteric conversation, yeah. I, I believe. Maybe yeah. keep guys saying, at home keep saying esoteric and incongruous in on this radio show. See how that goes for us, Willie. <laughs> well, maybe I—you know—I don't know. Maybe people are sitting at home like, "Jesus, stop talking about that!" Like these these very nitpicky these very detailed I, people things like and, i think people really like rankings but then again maybe they love it so uh you know leave us know um next topic christian piles next topic um where you want to go with this oh high school all right so i want to kind of um not so much check your rankings because i don't uh i don't think i could so i just have like just very um i, I look at things through the college lens so i just want your opinions on some guys, okay? Okay. Um, last night, I'll, I'll say last night, I was looking at other rankings, and I do it rarely, but I was looking at uh, uh, other rankings, and um, I tweeted that I hate other rankings and that they're terrible. I just, I, it probably once Who hurt you, every, Willie? Who hurt you? Probably, probably once every three months, I, po- I, I tweet something like, other rankings suck. 
you know? And I try not to, but it just grinds my gears when I see these other things that are just so absurd. I, I just don't stuff. look, I just have stopped looking at them. That helps me. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy saying mine are so much yeah, better. I, I know it's right. It's okay. So, I'm, so if I say mine are superior and others suck, then I'm an arrogant prick. Right. But it's, huh, it's frustrating to like see junk. Anyway, go ahead. You. Okay, so I'm gonna um, looking at things through the college lens. I want to get your take on guys. If you could pick, so like who's gonna have the better college career? Who would you go after? Because I think there's now. Some... Okay, in framing it that way, understand that rankings are not projections. Exactly. Exactly right. All right. So if I have a guy, if I have, if there's a guy ranked sixth as opposed to a guy ranked second, that doesn't mean at all that I think. The guy ranked sixth will not have a better career, or, or, or like, I think the guy that's second is vastly superior, or I would pick him to even win a match right now. Yeah, I, I, I there, there's that. guys that are ranked, there's guys that I, there's guys that are ranked eighth in the country. That if I was a college coach, I would be swooping him up and calling him and trying to recruit him. And those guys that are ranked first or second, that I'm like, I'm not touching him with a ten foot pole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what. Um, obviously, these are not going to align necessarily with your rankings, um, which is right. why I'm asking you that. Because otherwise, uh, what's the point asking? I can just look at your rankings. Okay, first one: if you, who do you expect to have the better college career, Zahid or Anthony Valencia? Hmm. Um. I think <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. I right? mean, they're at different. They're gonna be. Their their styles are so Zahid probably Zahid's gonna project probably at at eighty four. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony, unless he gains seventy pounds, maybe he'll go heavyweight. He and Tanner Hall can wrestle off. Uh, Anthony gonna wrestle probably seventy four. We're imagining he was a seventy in high school. Maybe he goes sixty five, considering he's a seventy four kilo guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think he probably slots in well at seventy four. So they're gonna come in at the same weight. They're pro- they're gonna redshirt next year. I think that's. All but confirm. Um, who who's, well, I who mean, do you think is going to produce? I don't know. I, I think they're both going to be ultra productive. Uh, you know, you look at Anthony and you think there's a guy that could um, – there's a guy that could go through the tournament like Imar, you know. Yeah. He, could, he could pin – he could major everybody en route to an NCAA title, but he – I mean, I think the safe money is that he won't be as consistent as Zahid. Zahid's steady as they come, boy. Yes. I mean, if he took third, third, second, first, wouldn't be a surprise, you know. Um, and if 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 Anthony went uh, five, one, six, two, one, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, so Anthony, a bit more explosive. But maybe a little, little less consistent. Yeah, I think, and I've watched a good bit of them. I watched a lot of that, the high, high, the guys that are on your pound for pound. I watch them. I don't get to watch many of those, and that's kind of my my thing. I think Zahid is so dang hard to score on. Um, it, it's gonna make it really hard to 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 beat him. But I think Anthony's gonna give you those flashes. Okay, so that's fair. Zahid a little more, um, a little more, uh, I guess, uh, of a sh- safe bet. Um, another one, and the guys are, are a year apart, so maybe it's tough to say. Um, but if you had to throw all your money, all your resources at one guy, and let's ignore the year, ignore everything, Mark Hall or Spencer Lee, and you got to go after one of them. You only can go after one. Who do you go after? Oh, man. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean that's tough. That's tough. It, it it I think to me it depends on team need. I know that probably sounds like a cop out, but uh um I, I think I think it's safe to say that Spencer Lee will probably result in more bonus points oh because gosh. of his because of his top work. And we see the benefits of that um with Logan Steber this year. I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to compare Spencer Lee to a recent college athlete, I think Logan Stevers is the guy you compare him to. Um, 
He's amazing on his feet, and he turns everybody he wrestles. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Then again, to counter that, Mark Hall majored Anthony Valencia. So it's like, man, maybe he's going to be a bonus point machine. I, I was just so um, impressed with him. So I think I, I think it's a good question. Part of me just wonders if if Lee is going to going to be a transcendent transcendent. Well, you know, talent. and and part of part of that part of this discussion too is that. Um, I think it's generally accepted that uh, a guy could come in at as a freshman and compete at 25 and 33 a little bit easier than he can at 74, 84. Um, right? Do you think that's a fair assumption? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably true. I, I don't know. That he, being said, right? Yeah. That being said, I mean, Mark Hall has already beaten college athletes. He beat, he beat he tech TJ Dudley. At uh, right. the junior world team, I mean, like uh, this this guy's ready to go now. He's only yeah. a junior, rising senior. I I think it's it is gonna be a. This is why recruit. I mean, recruiting is so. I mean, you can't understate it. I mean, getting these guys, getting the Kyle Snyder's and the Logan Stevers and the Thomas Ells, That's I mean, that's what wins you championships. You can, you. I mean, if you go after Ohio the, State, did it with freshmen, man. Yeah, these these kids are are ready to go. Um, year one, if you can get the right guy, it changes your entire team to have someone like Logan. And it's tough to, uh, and I mean, to that point, um, that's why, that's why college football recruiting is so important. That's why NFL draft is so important. I mean, you're working with better, more, better talent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and is it, is it a fail safe? I mean, when, if you get... Uh, you know, after NCAAs, there was a litany of, uh, I guess you'd call them studies, all right? Just fans making these, um, making these uh, spreadsheets and stuff, and coming up. Well, X percent of the All Americans were ranked in the top ten of their recruiting class, and and X percent weren't even uh, ranked in their in their in their weight class, and and so some people are. Some of the fans were saying it's very important to uh, get the top talent in the country, and no, it's not that important because you can turn guys into, um, you know, it's hard work that does it. You don't even have to be ranked. And there's, you know, Matt Brown that was ranked low, and and Connor Hartman who wasn't ranked at all, and and they'll cite these things. But come on, man, it's about talent. And and if you get if you get a number seven guy. Uh, in the recruiting class and he doesn't work out. That's the way it goes sometimes, yeah. man. And, and the other uh, thing about, about that, that point. So yeah, Duke got Connor Hartman. Um, you're using the exceptions to, to be the rule. So, Oh, well you can win with unranked guys. Cause Connor Hartman was unranked. Well, there's dozens and hundreds of unranked guys that aren't producing squat at, at the division one level. So no, not really. You just, you, you can't really know, so you go where it, the the safe thing is to go after the 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 elite of the elite, and that's where you put the premium. Yes, guys like Matt Brown, uh, there there's diamonds in the rough out there, but it's more, in, in my opinion, finding these guys is more luck than science, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, basically, probably the the guys that aren't ranked or ranked really low that end up being. Um, successful in college anyway are probably successful based on the intangibles because let's face it there if you're not ranked in high school you're not ranked for a reason um yeah you know it's either you didn't go anywhere and prove anything or you did go places and didn't perform very well so if you're not ranked um and you do success you are successful in college that's based on hard work and dedication and effort and there's no metric for that i mean it's very difficult uh for duke to recruit a guy in washington and know that this guy's going to come in here and he's going to bust his tail every day for four years and oh yeah he's exceptionally talented how did you how would you know that um all right i got one more one more for you because i have no idea on this one and i want to know what Mm -hmm. you think and they're a year apart so whatever, but Nick Suriano, Dayton fix. Hmm. 
Uh, they're two completely different wrestlers, you know. I think that I think that Suriano has a baseline. He has a he has a a floor because of his work ethic and drive and determination. I think he's certainly going to be productive. I think he's certainly going to be in all American all American hunt, you know. Right. Um and Dayton fixes I mean it goes along with their styles too. Dayton fixes a more wide open style. It's kind of like the Zahid and Anthony thing. Is he more like, wide open? I mean, is, yes. he, is he do you think he's a wide open wrestler? Yes, I do. I don't I don't know. I you've watched more of him than me. Um, I mean, you, people people look at people really look at the Yanni. Match. What what are you gonna do? You gonna look at that Yanni match and say that Dayton Fix isn't uh, an offensive minded wrestler? I mean, that's one I'm not match. saying I'm not saying he's not offensive. I just don't. Wide open is freaking Fox Baldwin's wide open. Um, just yeah, and it's not that being wide open is doesn't correlate to more success. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. I've watched him wrestle Soriano twice. I've watched him wrestle Yanni, and I don't think, uh, I don't think, don't, I don't, th- I don't, don't see wide open. I see, I see someone with, with some dynamic holds that he can hit, but I don't see some, you know, risk some, you know, guy that's throwing it all out well, there for I mean, six minutes. Wide open to me doesn't mean stupid risk taking. No, that's not what I mean either. I mean you're looking. You're you're mixing it up constantly, looking to score, not setting up one attack, uh, the whole match, not you know defending. No, legs. I think I think Dayton's always looking to score. Okay, okay, I, I'm not saying he's score. not looking to score. Uh, now, if something's not there, something's not there. Do, do you agree? Would you agree that Nick Renan's wide open? Yes, I think I would. Yeah, Nick Renan is incredibly, ridiculously wide open. Yes, he's out there to have fun. He's out there to mix it up, all right? Mm-hmm. He wrestled a kid in, in semifinals or quarterfinals, and it was 1-1 in the third period. Yeah. Uh, he got to take that. I mean, so sometimes things just aren't there. It doesn't mean they're not offensive. I mean, those guys are always looking to score. Didn't say. Stop saying I said he's not offensive. You're, you're marginalizing my position. I didn't say Dayton Fix. Listen, I think you are very offensive-minded. I don't think you're – I, I just think wide open is something that I associate with. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think I'd say wide open. But anyway. I mean, okay. So Renan and Renan and Baldwin are like they're the definition of full throttle. Yes. Uh, right. You, you would so admit I, that those two are more wide open than Dayton, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think uh, we're more or less on the same page. But here. I mean, Dayton. Dayton puts a lot of points on the board. I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna look at the two Soriano matches. You're gonna look at the match with Yanni and say they were low scoring, but uh, for the most part, Dayton puts points on the board. I mean, if you look at common opponents, Soriano, Soriano beats a guy four one. Dayton beats him twelve two. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, Dayton just scores more points. Soriano probably the better mat wrestler. Is that the case? Better, yeah, better on yes. top. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's okay. better. He's better uh, at riding and better turning. Okay. Which is huge benefit. Yeah. Huge uh, benefit. I think. I think both these guys. I mean, I think the. I, I both think of uh, them. both of them too. Both of them too. I think have uh, have floors. Um, that are I think where. They're very high. Yeah. Like worst very case high. scenario, they're gonna like be. Worst case scenario, they're gonna be. Very good, yeah. uh, and for separate reasons. Um, Suriano, because of his drive and determination, he is uber focused, uh, ridiculous, and and will not settle, will not stop training and and being focused and and striving to get better. And and Dayton Fix because he flat out has fun. Dayton Fix loves the sport, man. Uh, he loves competing. He's not at all. Um, you know, sometimes you get these kids. Not sometimes, a lot of times. You get these phenoms, and they're about burn up, burn out, and washed up by the time they get in into the ready for college. Dayton Fix is complete opposite of that. Uh, just very energized and refreshed, and not at all at the end of his rope. Um, and that's huge. That's yeah, huge. You love to see that. Because um, yeah, this this sport chews up and spits out kids that aren't. You know, they've got parents pushing them probably harder than they should. You've got 
coaches that are taking it way, way too seriously, even though it's a serious sport. So good to see kids that are competing at the highest level. He was on the cadet world team, for crying out loud, and he's still having fun. So uh, success and fun are not mutually exclusive. We're learning that. Um all the time. So those are all. Those are the three I had. Obviously, I could go on with that for days because I always want to know yeah, your take. I on... could talk about that for days. Yeah, yeah, that's fun stuff. So those were my three. Um, yes, you want to move on to the to the next thing. The next thing. I mean, hey, we had. What do you make the the Western Wrestling Conference and the Big Twelve merged? I love mean, it. we got to talk about that. I love it. I think it's. I think it's fantastic. I think it's. You're, it's a there's a way better tournament now. I think it's there good. is a way better tournament. I mean, it's gonna be great. Um, I hope my hope is that because these Western Conference teams, they're you know these campuses are very isolated and they don't always you know it, it's hard for them to get a lot of matches. And I'm pretty sure that they're not gonna be mandatory duels with with all the Big Twelve teams. It's not gonna be like that. But I it's just gonna be good. They're gonna get. Well, think about this, Wyoming. And West Virginia are in the same conference. They're three I, oh, time zones apart. I think it's going to be more ridiculous than that because it sounds like Grand Canyon is going to join. <laughs> so Grand Canyon and West Virginia are going to be in the same. I mean, West Virginia in the Big 12 was like, uh, yeah, that's a stretch. Cause, um, yeah. So now when you add the WWC, it's even more preposterous. So, you know, travel is going to be a thing. But these WWC teams, man, they wrestle each other so many times. I mean, Tyler I Cox know. and, and uh, Josh Rodriguez and Josh Martinez, they yeah. wrestled each other a thousand times. I'm like, geez, they got to get tired of wrestling each other. And you know one other thing that's that that hurts them more? So if you're in the WWC and you, you're going to wrestle North Dakota State twice and all these other teams twice, do you know, and I was talking with this about a coach at uh, Folk Nationals, and we talked about this a little, there is no added benefit to beating, no benefit. to beating someone twice. The so, way the the way the current seating is. The right. way the current seating is, if I beat if I'm Tyler Cox, I beat Josh Rodriguez, there is zero value to me wrestling you again. None. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can happen is is negative. You, you and, lose. And you right. lose. And now you have not that losses matter, but now you've bolstered um someone Rod- else. Rodriguez. Someone yeah. you're gonna be fighting for. So you know, so and this coach what, said to me, coaches are going to start not wrestling guys twice. And mm-hmm. can you? So what you're alluding to is that the more teams in the conference means the less um, amount of times they should wrestle each other, and the, the, they will hopefully uh, be wrestling each other less because there's more teams within the conference to wrestle, which will be a good thing, right? It'll be a great thing. Yes, I do hope that. I do hope these. Teams don't have to wrestle the same guys so often. Uh, I think that's tough. And, um, yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, these guys uh, not have such a, a cannibalistic schedule. Well, what do you make of it as far as the uh, process to go to NCAs? Now, I mean, you lose you lose a conference, really, because it's being absorbed. Well, in a way, but in a way not because – there were no automatic qualifiers from the Big 12 this year. Everything was at large. Um, right. So so in a way, yeah, and in a way, no. You lose the WWC, but um, I think that's going to be okay. It's not like you're losing the team. I, I just think it's going to be a more dramatic, uh, more exciting tournament. I mean, the Big 12. In Wait, so ma- you know what? This might be a little off. This is a little off topic. I'm just thinking about the number of qualifiers, the number of wild cards, and, and now the – you know, the Big 12 will actually be an automatic qualifier thing, and they'll, they'll have allocations, and there'll be wild cards. But this is something I never brought up after NCAs, before or after, and it just gets on my freaking nerves. Why Why 33? Why can't we just have 32-man brackets? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I have, I have no idea. Um, and why don't they seed them all, too? Um so 33, I, I don't understand the play. I don't understand the playing game in the NCAA basketball tournament. 68, no. team, 68 teams? What's really? the point? What are we doing? If you're the 33rd best guy, I'm sorry. Uh, it stinks, but why? I mean, because yeah, now, where, there's, where there's does it be, stop, Willie? Why don't, there should be a pigtail on both sides. There's going to be the fans and college coaches that say, uh, oh, so now you're advocating to bring uh, 10 less guys to NCAAs. You know, uh, 
Yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, if you're gonna say if you're gonna say it's less opportunities, we need as many opportunities to go to the national tournament as we can. Well, then your guy should have done a little bit more so that he's 32 and not 33. Yeah. Um. The the problem lies with, and, and this is gonna happen to the 34th guy. You know, mm-hmm. the 34th guy probably has a gripe, and the 33. You know, there's gonna be things that. There's always going to be someone excluded that maybe has a case to get in. There's 68. Always. There's 68 teams in the basketball tournament, and there's still Syracuse. I don't even know if Syracuse was a team that didn't get in, but it's a you know, Syracuse should have got in. They had the. It's like whatever. I mean, come on, dude. You, there's 68 teams you didn't get in. It's like there's not that much to complain about. I don't understand the 33. Maybe it doesn't bother me as much, but I don't. I don't understand the pigtail round at all. And I why? Where I that think came it's, from. it's like a. To me, it's just like this little distracting thing in the beginning of what's going to be awesome. Right, right. And occasionally you'll have a Mike Pusillo versus Mike Miller match that's just like, wait, what? But um, for, for the most part, it's kind of an anticlimactic match. Um, yeah, and why? why? So sorry to throw you off track. No, man. no, you didn't uh, throw me off. But I, but I think it's are... going to be good to have the, the merger. Another thing, while we're being completely off track, the seating – creates a, a ranking from 1 to 33. You realize that, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you... It's seeded. Why would you not <laughs> seed them all? Why yeah. uh, That way you don't have Josh Kindig, Dave Habitt round one. like Or mm-hmm. Tyler Cox, Jesse Delgado round one. Like You can prevent that. All, mm-hmm. well, if you're going to rank 16 horribly, at least rank all 33 horribly, and at least well, then... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you a little bit. Why? There's... You, there's nothing you could possibly because tell me, but go ahead. There's nothing I can possibly tell you. No. Because then if you're 32, you're always getting the one. I think. Okay, I think, which is what you deserve. You had the worst record of every everyone in there. No, I, I, I like it. Why, I like why the, do we see? We, I like we the seat. not knowing because it makes things more interesting. Ooh, it makes it. Oh, well, maybe one mat should be um, covered in baby oil because oh, it'll, be well, it'll be more interesting that way. If okay, that's why we're doing well, things. Do you maybe want? Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't have the national tournament. Maybe. Maybe we uh, shouldn't seed anything. Maybe, why do we maybe, even maybe seed, when, Willie? Maybe when the rankings come out, when when the the seeding committee has their rankings from one to thirty-two, we should just say, oh, okay, well, we're not gonna have the tournament. The guy that's ranked number one is your national champ. What? Why? They give them the one seed to give them a preferential road. That's why and that's we fine. seed things. And that's okay, fine to so do, make it. So go all the way the and do it. Write the entire way. Don't say, oh, let's make it interesting. No. It's stupid that you wrestle. Okay, think about it. What if what if Alan Waters had Jesse Delgado round one and Jesse was, uh, you know, marginally so healthy? So what? so what? You think that's a way to determine a winner? The, the Why do we seed them if you're just going to screw them over in round one? Give me a break, Will. You're not even thinking this through. <laughs> You're not. You're not. Like I said, you can tell me nothing. If, if you believe it, do you believe the tournament should be seeded? Yes. Then you believe that there is value and that there should be preferential treatment to the number one seeds based on their well, success during uh, the year. Now you're saying, oh, you can have a, a two-time national champion in round one because it's more interesting. Well, my goodness. Why don't we just have Tomasello and Moisey wrestle round one then? No, I, I think that some kids should get drawn in. I think I think being drawn in is sort of, I don't want to say a punishment, but you shouldn't. If you're, it's a punishment 18th, to the good guys. Not, not absolutely. Uh, and here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that they should do. It'll never ever happen. But this was, this would make it. Um, this would clear everything up. But they should. Th- this is what I would do. You see the bracket. You draw. You see the the bracket to X amount of guys. You draw in the rest of the guys, and then somebody with a modicum of common sense, uh, a modicum of, of knowledge about the dynamics of the bracket goes through and says, no, this shouldn't be a first-round matchup. Let's move this guy here. What, so what would be the criteria for something not being deserving of a first-round matchup? Uh, Jesse Delgado versus Alan Waters. Well, you just said that's their whole point is that it makes things more interesting. I mean, the, the whole thing is you, if you're going to – do that, then why not just just see number it, one? See number two is number two is to break up the conferences and first round matchups. Yeah, you care can. about breaking up conferences. Who cares? Big Ten has fourteen freaking teams and they qualify all of them. They're gonna hit early. 
It's just going to happen. Who cares if – I never understood. You, this is something you always bring up. Conferences hitting in round one. Who cares? You're saying, man, two EIWA guys are going to hit in round two. I care. Who cares? There's 30 teams in that dang conference. Of course they're going to hit in round two. Give me a break. Seven and okay, ten hit in round not, two. I mean, there's not 30 teams in the EWL. They hit one, round one, round two. That's stupid. Put them on opposite sides of the bracket. There's a you know they do that at they do that at every state tournament you know Northwest one goes on the opposite side of the bracket as Northwest two. That's Central Section one goes on the opposite side of the bracket as Central Section two. But they I mean, don't really not... seed those tournaments. Those aren't really seeded. You're just slotted in. That's no, different. there's a template based on common sense. Well, I don't know anything about how Pennsylvania does it, but in in Virginia, and we know we run state tournaments oh, the right Virginia. way. In Virginia, where we we are the authorities on 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 state championships, they you're just like region B one is at top and region B two is at the bottom. It's just like automatically right. paired. Okay, right so, because it's common sense that two guys from the same thing should be shouldn't meet. No, that no. Yes, that is why. It, it's so different in high school than than in college. It's so it's Whatever. so completely different. I mean, the, next topic. Next topic. I don't want to. Um, I want to beat you up on this a little more, but I'll let it slide. We only have five minutes left. We've been trying. We've had this in the document the last two shows, and we haven't got to it. D let's get to the U.S. Open, or, or should we go World Cup or U.S. Open? we got to get some no, free let's stuff. Let's go World Cup. World Cup. Let's go World Cup. We are sending a uh, a monster squad. We're sending squad. some absolute – we're sending our best uh, – I mean, there's debate, you know. But pretty close to our best possible lineup. I mean, I don't know where you could get improvement. I'm not going to get into the backups. But we're sending Ramos at 57. We're sending Coleman Scott at 61. Um, Metcalf at 65. Marable is going to be there at 70. Burroughs, 74. Um, Ruth and Foster at 84. Um, Varner, 97. And Delagnev. At 120, like that's that's our best team, right? Like, I mean, maybe there's some oh, yeah. debate on a couple spots, but dang, we're we're putting our chips in the middle, right? I don't know if we did that last year, um, but whew, it's uh, you know we're probably no, we, gonna we come... had a we had a hammer squad last yeah we year, had a so. good team last year, no doubt, no doubt. But it's a now, I was talking to Mike Malinconico about this at Flonat, uh, like Russia's not sending. Their greatest thing. I mean, this is like their D squad, but really, they're still amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's gonna be a good team, but they sent a lot of their hammers to the to Yasser Dogu. Mm -hmm. They sent Gatsalov, Sargush, Sabalov. Um, hey, did you see? Man, I want to do this. I want Flo to do this. Did you see? There's a tournament in uh, somewhere. Oh, Dagestan. $40,000 to the winner. It's only heavyweight. They invited the best heavyweights from around the world. Uh, 34 wrestlers. Winner gets 40K. Runner-up gets 30K. And uh, third place gets 10K. Really? I want to do this. You, I gonna... want Flo to do it. 65 kilograms. Let's go. 65. Um, yeah. Uh, that'd be awesome. I wish... I, I love I love the idea of a ginormous person and... and... You know. 63 hey, kilograms. How did you not? How did? Where was Travel? I mean, I mean why did was Travel not there? They knew better Travel, than to invite him. Travel's invited. Why didn't he go? Uh, because it didn't happen yet. He did. Oh, oh, when's it happening? I don't know. I forget. Oh gosh, here's the wealth of information on this. Wait, Let's get I'll to Travel. Travel. <laughs> I mean, every year since 1998, he's been wrestling for bronze at a minimum at the world level, and he's ranked eighth. He June went... 27th. June 27th, Dagestan. Oh, come on. Travel, go there and get that money. Get yourself paid. I think he'd win it. I, I, I will pick him to win every tournament from now on. I just haven't – I don't think it's irrational. But Russia, I... has, Russia has eight invited. The United States has two. Delagdev and Ray. Iran has two. Yazdani, Gassemi. Georgia has Yazdani. four. That's what it says. The Leopard of Jabbar is going up? That's what it says. He's 5'2". Wow. Uh, <laughs> He's a stocky right. leopard. So, sorry, for, sorry for the interruption. Tervel ranked eighth perpetually, underranked. It's, it's 
stupid. He's stupid. He, he's in the medal match every tournament he's ever in. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. What does the guy have to do? I mean, is he not? I don't. I don't know. I just feel like it's so. And I don't know. I'm not in the weeds enough to like really give a thoughtful, really. I don't know the bodies of work of the first seven, but all I know is Tervel is in the top three almost every year, and worst-case scenario is fifth every single right. year. And he's never ranked high. I don't understand it. He's beaten so many excellent dudes. It's like, well, you just don't want to rank him high. I know. It's, you know, when you, start, when you start thinking that Tervel is no worse than fifth for the last, I don't know, six years – and then they want to rank him eighth or tenth or something. It just, to me, it almost says flavor of the week. Like because nobody has been as consistent. I mean, not nobody. There's only a handful of guys that have been anywhere near as consistent as him. Yeah, he's been good for so long. Uh, dang it, it's eleven, Willie. We just plowed through this. We got a lot of other stuff to get to. Um, man. So I gotta go find my dog. You gotta find your dog. I've got a pack. I'm going to Florida on a high school choir trip with my wife's choir. So I know you guys are so jealous. Um, so we won't do this again till next Monday. And um, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm gonna enjoy my time away, but I'm not really gonna be that away. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Rate five star only. That is our policy. Thanks so much for tuning in for Willie Sale. I'm Christian Piles. We'll see you next time. Thanks.